Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hop on your dorsum. Pop, pop, pop. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Hiya, welcome along everyone. It's a Monday morning episode for you. Uh, or if you're IFS, it might be regarded by now as a regular Sunday night episode. Mm. It might be as important a part of your Sunday evening as the Antiques Roadshow, That's Life, Spitting Image, South Bank Show, and that dread, dreaded feeling that Monday is coming. And also, so, um, does sometimes the smell of like food being cooked mm. sort of that that kind of smell of like roast dinner yeah that yeah. kind of still lingering it, from tea time yeah and it's sort of like it kind of fills you with a mixture of like dread mm. and hope well hope when it's earlier in the day when it's but then the same smell as it lingers in the evening you're like uh i haven't done my homework yeah, I've uh, bath night. Oh, it's mm. gonna be bath night for me if anyone mm. wants to. Oh know. yeah, you've got if your bath pillow. If I've got my bath pillow now. Uh, if that's not too much information. If, how, much, uh, how much? How much use have you had out of that so far? Quite a bit. I've used and, it a couple of times a week. And do, uh, do you find as if you want to bath more? Yes, because you've got the pillow. Yes. Well, yeah. I've got I've got a, a bath rig set up. I've got uh-huh. a bath pillow. Yeah. Uh, I've got a nice anti-slip mat. Yeah. So that uh, me arse can, you know, be gripped <laughs> to the floor yeah. of the bathroom. Good arse not, traction. Where, good, yeah. Did you go and buy a It's like, I'm looking, is it like sandpaper? What do they call that? I can't remember. Like the sort of... Grids. Yeah. <laughs> is it grids of sandpaper? Oh, I, I, need, like I need high high grade arse traction. Yeah. I, I've actually, you wouldn't know it to look at me, but I've got a very smooth ass, Incredibly slippy ass. Ve- yeah. Very smooth. So it slips back and forth like nobody's yeah. business. So um, what, what's the highest level of ass traction you have? Oh, well, sir, step this way. This is our, for our, our industrial level. So we have a room you can now use. We do have um, samples that you can try out. We should warn you, they have been uh, cleaned after each use, but it's, they are used at your own discretion. But uh, feel free to get in there, in the room. It's a dark room, complete darkness, and uh, give them a try out. Let us know and just what you think. Put, put your ass and, and our mat through its paces. Yeah. Put them both through their paces and let us know how you get on. Um, I think so, it's John Lewis to do that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, John Lewis, they're real experts. Real yeah. experts. You buy it off Amazon for three quid less. Did you see the last from... Um, John Lewis on um, Laura Kunzberg this morning. I did not know. No. Well, I don't usually watch that sort of the thing. The last from John Lewis. Yeah. Um, I don't really usually watch that the, those political programmes because they're just, mm. they're boring and upsetting. And those <laughs> are two things. Annoying, yeah. I never look, those are the two, that's the opposite of what I look for in TV shows. Boring mm. and annoying are like, I, I would avoid that. But this morning I was I was I was just fascinated 
when I saw that Liz Truss was going to be on it, I just thought, I never think this about leaders. I think, who gives a fuck? But I thought, I'm genuinely interested as to how she's going to fucking explain herself. It's it's fascinating how she conducts herself, I think. Especially right now. She is extremely strange. That's, That's the only way. You can describe her. Someone made a really good comparison earlier. Is I don't know if if anyone's seen it. I don't think you've watched it, Andy. But the the dropout is the um, is the story of Elizabeth Holmes, who started Theranos, which was that iffy oh, yeah. blood sampling start. There was a great book yeah. about it called Bad Blood, and they made a uh, series which is on Apple. I think it's Apple. And um and it's it stars oh what's the actress's name? Uh from she's out of clueless. Um oh she's she's famous. I'm just gonna Google it because it'll drive me mad. No, it's not um it's Amanda Seafried, right? Okay. Amanda Seafried. I'll tell you a weird fact about Amanda Se- Amanda Seafried. Go for it. She do you she once in the, in the strangest um, celebrity coupling, almost ever, um, <laughs> was seen on on a series of dates. I believe. Hang on, actually, I'm googling this, and it's not coming up. <laughs> that might not be true. It might not be true. <laughs> Either that, that probably... or someone has had it removed indefinitely. Oh. Um, from because I'm sure the person whose name I was within a hair's breadth of mentioning. Halt, um, halt the anecdote. Yeah, I, I was about to mention <laughs> I'll tra- it. I'll and drop I was in some sure, screeching brick sound effects at this point. I was sure that he had mentioned it on air, <clears throat> right? Mm. And so, yeah, hang on a second. Maybe it was a dream you had. Hang on, you just hang Googling on. the two people's names. Yeah, and it. But what's weird Nothing's is it up. says it says nothing comes up for these two people's name. Now, if that happens, that's so rare that I'm mm. thinking to myself, someone has had the um, someone's had that removed by one of those uh, web yeah. cleaning yeah. agencies. Yeah, we're okay. not I'm not mentioning it, but there's a famous sports that. a famous sports broadcaster um, who 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 allegedly uh, dated her. Anyway, Frank Boff. She plays was Amanda Seyfried. Was it Frank Yes, Boff? it was Frank Boff. Yeah, it was Frank Boff. I saw a great clip. Funny you should bring him up. I hadn't thought about him in a while. And uh, I saw a great clip of him earlier because <laughs> we were watching, like, basically, I was around my mum's having lunch today. And yeah. after lunch, the family was sitting around. And obviously, mate, conversation turned to the antics of Emu, as it often does in any social yeah. situation. So I said... Let's cheer ourselves up by watching the clip of Emu jumping into the supermarket ice cabinet, right? So we watched that and we all had a good laugh. And then what happens is once you look that up on YouTube, you end up in down a Emu wormhole very quickly, right? Mm. And it's basically <laughs> Emu just attacking a series of different broadcasters in the 70s and 80s. There's Brilliant. a wonderful clip of Emu attacking Selena Scott. And this is Selena Scott in her imperial phase, Andy. Not so brilliant. Not so keen on that. That feels a bit wrong. Well, I know that's what you think, but <laughs> Selena Scott is giggling her tits off, mate. 
She right. is. I'm. I'm hesitate to use the phrase. She's loving it because that sounds a bit rough, bit bit wrong. But she is like she's. She loses her shit completely. You know when someone just loses it and you know it's genuine, not like the way that. I've noticed that Philip Schofield is a um, a peddler of the false losing it, which is something I hate in television presenters. The false losing it? Yeah, Explain. when a, a television presenter, certain television presenters love to pretend that they've completely lost it on air, that they've corpsed, because they think that's great and it makes them human. So oh. they do that thing where they start laughing and pretending to cry and they keep go- trying to go back to the script. They go, do you know what? I can't do uh, it. Now, no. Bradley Walsh does it for real, right? And people yeah. love that when he does it because someone will say a silly answer or they'll accidentally say an answer that sounds rude. Like, is it spunk on my tits? And he goes, oh, 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 oh. no, it's not spunk on my tits. Right. And then he loses it, right? But Schofield, yeah. he will pretend to lose it all the time. You're like, Schofield, you've not lost it. You're pretending to have got, you know, fallen into hysterics. And mm. you, you haven't. Anyway, getting back to Selena Scott. Selena Scott genuinely fucking loses her shit completely. And as the camera just pans back just for a second, you see just off camera a bemused and concerned looking Frank Boff. Just observing. And I paused it. I was saying to my look at Boff having a good look at what's going on here. Look at his face. Everyone else is laughing apart from Boff, who's looking at it with sort of strange concern and curiosity. Very sombre. Um, God knows what's going on. Is he perhaps wishing he could be involved? I don't know whether to go and get involved in that. Uh, I wonder if I could. Are are we still live? Can I join in, do you think? that's That's a real animal, is it? Could I, could I wonder if I could fuck that. <laughs> how do I get rid of the man who seems to be controlling it? So how, how do I get alone with that emu? I don't need the man around <laughs> to fuck the bird. Yeah, well, maybe I could get one of the production team to pull him aside into a meeting room for a while and then maybe I could the be alone the, with that bird. Maybe the boys in the props department could come through for me again and make me one of my own on the side. <laughs> <laughs> like they did, like they did with Cuddles the monkey after uh, Keith Harris had been in. Now I don't even bother asking for a puppet. I just go into the props department and I tell them to make me a fanny for the weekend. I'll, do, <laughs> I'll just fuck anything off the shelf. It looks fuckable. I say, lads, I need a fanny this weekend. Um, bear in mind, however you make it, it'll um, trust me. It's only going <clears> to <throat> last the weekend. I'll need a fresh one next week. <laughs> you know they said to me the other week. They said, Frank. Frank, that's a bit fucking vanilla, isn't it, Fanny? What's wrong with a monkey or an emu? They've got a point. They've got a point. Um, Maybe I'm losing it. Yeah, so how did I get to that? It was uh, emu was uh, on breakfast, BBC breakfast time. Yeah, and then Boff. Scott. Anyway, no, it won't Boff. Oh, no, I was talking about Amanda Seyfried playing Elizabeth Holmes. Now, Elizabeth Holmes was quite the character because she was one of these, like, Dead-eyed, sort of super-focused, um, like... Oh, it's a amazing story, that one. Silicon Valley lunatics who basically yeah. had a goal in her mind and she was so unbelievably driven by this goal that she genuinely, in my opinion, lost all sight of the fact that everything she was doing and saying was built on a lie, which was... Mm. Well, she did... I mean, I mean, really similar if you watch the the We Crashed uh 
series as well, which is based on really similar story, just a bullshit startup getting millions yeah. of pounds of investment and spunking it all up the wall. But her one's madder because she's a uh, like biochemistry uh, student who drops out of Stanford because she believes that it's possible to invent a blood test uh, device that can be sent out to you in your home and you take one pinprick of blood and then you get it and then it gets tested in a very small simple machine and that one pinprick of blood can deliver results on every single different type of blood test you would ever need so it tests you for fucking everything in your body with one drop that's her dream that's her goal and so she says all I need is the money and the science will be there. And that's the problem with a lot of these stand-ups, uh, these start-ups, because they go... And stand-ups. Yeah, there's a bit of Freudian slip. They go, I, it doesn't matter if the thing doesn't already exist. All I need is for you to keep giving me money, and it will exist, because I've got the idea in my brain, right? Mm. So she's only, like, in her early 20s, and she's so fucking driven, she convinces, like, all these mad billionaires and huge fucking names from the worlds of politics and business and and celebrity to join her board. She raises fucking tens of millions, hundreds of millions. And basically, in the end, obviously, investors start going, have you actually made this thing? She goes, yep, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. She literally, Andy, in the end, because she's, like, got so many people on her back saying, where's this fucking thing we've given you the money to build? In the end, they look at the machine that, they're, that they have deemed to be too old-fashioned and clunky, the one that they think is the like providing them with a gap in the market because there's one machine built by Siemens, right, that everyone has been using for blood tests forever. And she said, that's big, it's clunky, it's not efficient, it's expensive. I that's- want one you can fit in your pocket. Yeah, I want one I can fit in my pocket. So she, so she dreams it up. But the thing is, her dream is mad. It's just like me and you say, well, we, we want... We want a fucking thing that plays this podcast into your ear off of your fucking fingertip. And it also makes you able to fucking orbit the earth, right? All we know, <laughs> trust us, trust us, we have seen it. We know it is possible. All we need is a billion pounds. And then we shall make it so, right? Doesn't mean we're going to fucking do it. In the end, right, She's so they're so, like, demanding results. She gets the original Siemens machine, the one that she inspired her to make something better, and she just covers up the label of it and recases it and tells people that's her machine. It is unbelievable. And, like, you know, wow. fucking Henry Kissinger's on her board and, all the, and, like, George Schultz and all these, like, fucking huge, powerful men. Anyway, in the end, that's it. But she is so driven, right? And she's very, like... You think when you start watching it, she's going to have charm and that's how she gets people on board. But actually, she's not charming. She's charmless. She's got this very weird sort of manner, right? That she's slightly detached from reality. But she also has got this sort of like madness in her eyes where she will say whatever. She'll just keep saying the same thing over and over again until someone believes her, right? Anyway, it's a great performance. And then I watch Liz Truss on fucking Kunzberg this morning. And I'm like, she's exactly like Elizabeth Holmes. Same vibe. It's yeah. the same vibe. It's like, and the story's similar. It's yeah. like a girl who from a very young age, like they show this backstory of this, of this um, Elizabeth Holmes. And she like, she knew from a young age that she was going to be an achiever, 
right? Mm-hmm. So she was like the kid at school who like got straight A's in everything. And she was telling everyone, even when she was still an adolescent, that she was going to be a billionaire who started her own business, right? And I'm thinking, that's like Liz Truss. Liz Truss, you see videos of her from when she was young, telling people when she was still a kid, you know, she was extremely politically ambitious and nothing was going to stop her getting to the top. And that's what's happened. She has managed to, like, scrape her way to the top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something like eight out of every ten Tory MPs voted against her to be yeah. leader, right? Yeah, she got something like 50 nominations out of the so party. She's, the I mean, fucking fair play to her, right? Without any support, really, without anyone within her parliamentary party wanting her to be leader, she somehow just got it anyway. And then she started doing this. And when she was confronted, she was just sort of like, yeah, I don't accept any of your criticisms. I think this is going to work. That was the thing when she was being interviewed by all the regional uh, breakfast presenters on Friday, I think it was. Yeah. And they just ripped it to shreds, basically. And she kept saying, I don't accept the premise of this question. Yeah, yeah. That was like a pre-prepared line to be able to deflect yeah. She she strikes me, you know, like when, when you watch Boris Johnson when he was being a cunt on the telly, you sort of thought, this cunt's smart enough to know that he's being a cunt, right? Yeah. And he's being yeah. slippery and he's and he is being yeah. quite clever and he's trying to sort of perform. Right. Or he'll go and hide in a fridge, for or he'll example. He'll go and hide. If, if there's he, a fridge you know, to be hidden in. What I'm saying is the bloke, fair play, had a few tricks up his sleeve. He knew he was a cunt. He knew that we were on to him. And he had a lot of different ways of trying to deflect it, right? Yeah. She has got no idea. She's no. got no idea that she's an idiot. She's got no idea that she's a cunt. She'd be really upset. She'd be really genuinely upset if she if she understood how much everyone disliked her. If right? She understood human emotion. She she has got no understanding of what the fuck is going on, right? She's just doing this. She's basically tanked the economy, right, within, like, a month of being Prime Minister. And everyone in her own fucking party wants her out and the whole country. But she doesn't care or really know or understand. She's just cracking on. She's already dropped um, Kwarteng in the shit and said it was his decision not to do with her. Uh, No, that was him. That was him. It reminded me a lot. I didn't know that was happening. Did you did you ever watch the uh, drama with Dominic West playing Fred West? Yes, right? I did. Uh, what was it called? Appropriate adult. Appropriate adult, and it was absolutely amazing. And they get yeah. them both in the room, him and Rose, in separate interrogation rooms. And he is like, "No, that was that would have been Rose." They're asking about, "Oh, oh, oh no, oh that sounds a bit gruesome." Yeah, that definitely would have been Rose. That's Rose's and department. I, that was that's Rose's department, right? He was saying shit like that, and I'm thinking, this is like two psychopath killers fucking who've been put in separate interrogation rooms, and one of them is immediately throwing the other one under the bus. What Are we the- saying here that Rose, that, sorry, Liz Trust is the Rose West of politics? Yeah. Is that all and, we're saying? And Kwarteng is, is very the much Fred. the Fred. No, I mean, that's a bit harsh. I don't think they would kill anyone. Not directly. I do, well, think, course, yeah. I do think that indirectly their, their policies will very soon kill people in a variety oh, of gruesome ways. Sam, austerity that we've had since 2010 has killed thousands of people. It's it's, it's proven. It's provable. Well, this is about to double yeah. down on that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This will That's double down on that. Austerity, th- this oh, will never, happen we never, quickly. We never came out of austerity. I think someone once said 
we're going to try and come out of austerity, but we never did. And now they're no. going back in with even more savage yeah. cuts on so public services. So we're at austerity and they're taking us further down. Austerity cubed. And it will be, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be... And she said to her, do you accept that the anxiety and the stress and the fear that everyone all over the country is feeling right now is the result of your actions. And she kept going back. Every time she was asked, go, do you accept that? She would just say, the whole world is suffering as a result of Putin's war in Ukraine. Yeah, that's a good line, isn't it? That's a good Fuck line to use. now. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Jalapeño. I've got to say, Kunzberg would not fucking let up on her. She was good, actually. I know some people don't like her. But she wouldn't let up on us. She was going, no, this isn't the same in every other country in the world. Not every country in the world is responding by cutting wow. taxes for the rich <laughs> and borrowing loads and loads of money. And Good. she said, well, we've borrowed a load of money. If the Bank of England want to put interest rates up, that's their business. We didn't do it. That's what she said as well. And Laura Kinsworth's going, yeah, yeah. do you know how the economy works? It's that they might be the ones to do it, but you've created a situation whereby they had to do it. Well, no, sorry, it's nothing to do with me, Gav. She had a lot of that going on. I'm surprised it's taken this long, actually, to drive a wedge between the Bank of England and the government. Yeah. And, you know, detach themselves from them and, you know, point the fucking finger at the, the Bank of England for everything. Yeah, well, the, pa- I suppose, the papers I suppose will get it wasn't possible next. when interest rates were at 0.5%. Yeah, there was nothing you could point the finger years. at, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've been waiting for this, haven't they? But, so um, the papers will get on, the mail will be all over that. I don't know, though. I mean, yeah, maybe she will go. I fucking hope so. Um, I mean, there's talk, there's, there's talk of the Tory MPs. Do it. Big rump of them do, uh, voting against this. It wasn't a budget, was it? It was a, what was it a financial intervention or something? It was a, it was, it, no, it was called a fiscal <laughs> event, which a when you say happening, happening <laughs> uh, that's the sort of thing I was thinking of. So I was thinking, uh, what is this, San Francisco in the 60s? <laughs> yeah. A fiscal event? What the fuck's this? Hey, man, we don't want to get tied up in kind of uptight square terms like some kind of breadhead. It's just a fiscal event, man. Oh, it's something, it's something that would be on Sky Pay-Per-View on a Saturday night. A fiscal uh, event. Hello. 25 yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's about that money I owe you. Listen, I've had a little bit of a, how would you put it, a fiscal event at my end, which means you're going to have to wait till the end of the month, I'm afraid. Now, what can I say? Fiscal events sometimes happen. 
out of the blue and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I think that's there for all of us to use now. Yeah. That's in the vernacular. First, well, they cry out of this shit. I remember in austerity the first time round, the bank kept saying... Uh, these terms start getting used by government and then by the press, and then we all use them. So, like, before austerity, they didn't have the old uh, quantitative easing. Or maybe they did, but it wasn't in common parlance, was it? Suddenly, quantitative easing was fucking everywhere, and I was bandying it about like nobody's business, mate, whenever I was skinned. I could really do right now with a bit of quantitative easing. Not a lot. <laughs> Just maybe 30, 40 quid, 50 max. Just a little bit of quantitative easing. Just to get easing. through the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and then what I'll be looking towards, that'll tide me over. And then what I really want to do long term is look at qualitative easing in terms of my lifestyle. <laughs> I need to ease, ease off the quality of my lifestyle. That is my goal. In order to do that, I will first need some quantitative easing. And that's where you come in. <laughs> what, a bit of quality of your life worse? Some quality no, I need it to be easier. Easier life. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. And and the way to make my life easier is to get more quantities of money. See what I mean? <laughs> yeah, simple as that, yeah. That's, that's simple economics, mate. Quantity equals quality equals yeah. ease. Yeah? Yeah. So... It's not fucking yeah, I mean, rocket science, the old economics. I mean, that thing where they say, you know, money doesn't make you happy, I bet it fucking does, because there was a billionaire on this morning saying that people just need to try harder. And if if they can't pay the bills, just go out and get a better job, get a higher that, wage. That, that, I thought that was the chairman of the Conservative Party said something like that. Oh, yeah, it was. Sorry, I mixed well, up. He probably is else. a billionaire. There's so many of them coming coming from all angles now. Right, don't you get a better pull your job. your fucking bootstraps or bullshit. Perhaps maybe you don't get a better job. Or, if you work harder in your current job, perhaps your boss will see fit to give you some a little bit extra. Try harder. Maybe you could sell one or two items from your art collection. <laughs> You're making him sound like Davros, which is probably what he is like. <laughs> we are joined now by the chairman of the Conservative Party, Davros. Fucking <laughs> Davros. <laughs> Comes in on his fucking chair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah. Well, well I mean, it's it's not it's hard times, but at least the football's back. Yeah, proper football. You had a win, didn't you? We had a win. We yeah. had a goalless draw, which is kind of all you can hope for when you haven't got any fit strikers, and you're playing a false nine in the really? championship. Oh no! Yeah. Oh yeah, we've only got two strikers. You, you probably saw me kicking off about Sunderland Football Club at the end no. of the transfer window. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it, basically, we were playing with two up front. Well, that was why and the fella left, wasn't it? The... Well, it, was, it might have been among the reasons, I don't yeah. know. But we had two, we were playing with two up front, and we've, got, we've only got two fit strikers at the club. Other names have been thrown in from the squad to say, well, theoretically, they could be forwards if, you know, if the yeah. conditions are right. But basically, we've got two strikers, and they're both injured now. So we've got nothing. Fucking so, hell. Um, we're doing the old false nine. Yeah, this thing, is so. this no. has happened to West Ham. We, didn't, we had one striker for two years. Yeah, and that was Antonio, a man who was actually a winger who'd been converted yeah. striker. Yeah, he was really good at throwing because um, he got brilliant muscles. But but is it because of his muscles? 
when you factor his muscles into things, then like mm. you kind of you back him in any position. Are we and, are we carrying on Muscle Week into a Muscle Fortnight? Do you think should we do that? I think that? so. Yeah, I think it's popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I haven't yeah. heard from many of the. I noticed that our listeners have gone quite quiet about muscles. They're much more into knives. I did a show. knives, aren't they? Oh, we got so much knife correspondent. I was literally... But, you know, I've looked at most of the fucking things. I mean, one guy's come straight out with a £120 knife, and I was pretty specific that I wasn't looking to pay that sort of man. Mm. There's a cost of living crisis on. The economy has been tanked. Do you think I can go out and justify a £120 carving knife when we've got a load in there? And my missus is going to go, you bought a new knife because you can't be arsed sharpening the knives we've got. Which is probably true, to be honest. But um, then there's another fella, also another fella dissing the Japanese Japanese knife range and suggesting another one because it says it's it's better for European hands, European-sized <laughs> hands or something like is that. Is he serious? That sounds a little so, bit like. Oh, it sounds a little bit like someone who's been know. into. He's I'd, someone who's into eugenics. I don't know. I don't know what the if, if Japanese hands are a thing. I don't know. Um, dare I Google it? Japanese hand size. Well, I'm assuming that they'd be quite small and nimble, but is that an unfair stereotype? Um, which country has the smallest hands? Which country has the largest hands? Uh, that's not a country, that's a man. It's a man in Turkey had the largest hands. Uh, well, no, I, I thought our, we established this last week. Aha had the largest hands, didn't they? Uh, Maybe that was just in the pop sphere. Was it? Aha. Aha. Have the largest hands in pop. Yeah. Oh yeah, the hardest hands and wet, wet, wet with the hardest. Wet, wet, wet with the hardest band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there seems to be a website I found all about hand sizes around the world, but the text's very small and I can't really see what I'm looking for. And I'll just try and highlight the word Japan. Uh, average hand index differs significantly and is typically lower among Asians. Um, I can't verify this. This could be, again, some kind of eugenics website. Um, <laughs> oh, no, you've not ended up no, on the I'm old eugenics websites further. again. Because oh, then in the next bit, he's, he's comparing hand shape and IQ. And no, no, this. before you know it, you'll no. get on to skull shape and size. Yeah, then before it's, you, you know what they say about fellas with big noses or you, fellas who... You know, you know... Um, we're talking of eugenics, which was obviously something the Nazis were really into. This morning, I uh, I pitched an idea to my daughter. She didn't like it. I'm going to pitch it to you. It is, cool. I warn you in advance, potentially sensitive, but I think it's okay. I basically, we, you know, me and my daughter watch Grey's Anatomy together. And the reason mm. Grey's Anatomy is a great, well, there's lots of reasons it's a fucking great show. <laughs> Mainly, it's just fucking hilarious because of the mad fucking ailments that people come in with and whatnot. But, but you know, hospital dramas generally are amazing because you've got, there's such a good setting for a drama because you've got it yeah. all, haven't you? You've got all human life all is human there. All human life is there. It, yeah, it's all, uh, there's a leveller and there's constant drama, right? There's constant tension, conflict, all the rest, right? And, Grey's Anatomy is particularly good. It's like superior one, partly because it focuses only on the surgeons who are the people right at the sharp end, so to speak, of all of this, where life and death is is happening in front of your eyes every fucking day, right? And the good thing about it is, is that, the, that you can elicit sympathy for patients, whoever they are, whatever their background is, because you see them at their most vulnerable, life or death. So you get nice people... But you also get mean people, but you're always kind of rooting for them. And ditto the doctors and nurses. 
whether they're in their normal lives, they're nice or nasty, you're always rooting for them because what they are doing, they're like superheroes, their job is to save lives, right? Without prejudice. So then I thought, well, what if you made like a Netflix series or Apple or whatever, right? And it was called, this is the title of it, right? Nazi Hospital. Yeah. And basically you put the theory to the test that, Hospitals are the great leveller, right? And it's set in the war. So it's a bit like MASH, right? You're in a right. military yeah. situation, right? But all the doctors and nurses are Nazis. They're right. all good doctors. They've all done the Hippocratic Oath, right? So are the nurses and all of that. They, um, they were, they're all there to save lives, relieve pain, all the rest of it, right? All the patients who come in, they're also Nazis, right? Right. But you might see a Nazi soldier come in, right? And he's had something bad happen to him. He, he might die. And they go, Schnell! He, he, he might die. Get him on the table, right? And they go, and he goes, eh, Ich bin dying. Right? And you're like, as a viewer. Ich right? bin almost ein Gonner. Wo ist mein Kindes und mein Fraulein, bitte? Right, and you're like sat there at home thinking, oh, poor cunt. And then you think, oh, but he is a Nazi. But then you see his wife crying and his kids going, oh, wo ist Vasha? Wo ist Vasha? Vasha, ich bin dying, ich bin angona. Right, and they go... You're like, this is really sad. Look, it's only a little girl. Oh, no, her dad's going to die. And the doctor and the nurse are like, oh, we will save you. And you're like, yeah, go on, doc. But then part of you keeps thinking, yeah, but he's a fucking Nazi. He's a Nazi. Yeah. He's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. The patient's a Nazi. And even that little kid is in the Nazi youth. Yeah. And maybe, maybe... They're all wearing the Nazi get-up under their white coats and that. Well, probably. And then I think, what I think about that is, it would be an interesting show because it would challenge people's... By the way, this is not... I, I can't stress this enough. I am not a Nazi apologist, but what I'm saying is, wouldn't it flip things on their, on your, in their head a little bit if you were in that... You're watching a show built in that environment very emotional environment with a lot of sadness mm. and a lot of humanity going on, yeah. right? But the twist is they're all Nazis. I just think that's interesting. Plus, I do think Nazi Hospital has got a ring to it as it, a it, title it for does. a show. It does. It's a very snappy title, yeah. Uh, so you've, you've... Is that that's the pitch? I pitched it over breakfast. And my daughter yeah. was just like, oh, this is typically you. It's disgusting. Shut up. Yeah. I, I'm kind of... On the same side as her, to be honest. What you just think? I don't see, I don't see it. I don't. I don't. It's not going to fly, is it? Really? Is it offensive to you, though? Um. No, it's not offensive to me personally. No, right. but I think. But you don't think it. Some really, people would it, would find it offensive. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, right. You'd need someone like Mel Brooks to do it. I think. Oh yeah, so you have a bit of like um, it's a com- comedic thing. Yeah, yeah I suppose comedic, that's the vibe yeah. I'm thinking of in a way. I hadn't thought of it yeah, like that, but yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, Mel Brooks did do it. Did he did a single called "The Hitler Rap"? Did he film? Oh, what was it called? History of the World Part Part Two, I think it was a Part One in the yeah. early eighties. There was a, 
a song which was uh, Hitler rap. The video was on YouTube. It's it's quite something. I like um, Mel Different Brooks. Times. Mel Brooks when he turned up on the one show was good, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. When he just subverted the one show. Yeah, I started reading his autobiography recently, but it was pff, nah, 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 nah. It wasn't very good. Oh, shame. Um, apparently, Japan hand breadth is seven point five centimeters, uh, and Nigeria. 9.03 centimetres. Oh, Nigeria so, have got the biggest, have they? Yeah, well, Great Britain, 8.25 centimetres. So they're up there. We're, we're up there even. But there, there could be something in the, the knife handle uh, by nation situation. At the moment, with regards to the knives, I'm just, it was just too much. I mean, you saw it. It was like too much. And there was, if there'd been one overall winner and everyone was kept saying the same yeah. brand, that would have been easier. But. Everyone has very big, strong views on both knives and knife sharpening. So what with the climate being as it is, I think I'm just going to put my knife plans on pause. And I'd rather focus again on muscles because muscles are free. That's the good thing about muscles. Mm. They're free, aren't they? Anyone. Yeah, anyone can get muscles. You don't even need a bull worker like the you know no. like like real strong men have. You can do it with cans of beans. You can just do yeah. You could do you start with that. You can pick again up again. just objects around your house. Yeah, yeah. There's loads of Anyone. things you can do to build muscles. Anyone can get muscles without any outlier whatsoever. So, if you've got any muscle stories or muscle advice or or muscle, if you if you've ever known a very muscly person, <laughs> perhaps you. If you reckon your dad is well muscly, right, <laughs> then get in touch and let us know. Do you have a muscly dad? Yeah. Because so well, everyone well, claimed at school their dad was well muscly, didn't they? Yeah, of course. And there's a really great fighter as well. Is your dad, dad could fight is, your dad. Is, is your dad muscly? Nah. No, nah, my dad's... My dad's... Um, my my mum goes... You know, my mum called me a cunt face at lunch today at her house in front of my children. Wow. And do you know why? All I'd said was, she went, she'd made a vegetarian option, right? The vegetarians there. I don't know even fucking what it was. It was made of aubergine or something. She went, do you want that? I don't think it's gone that well. I said, no, I don't want any of it. And she went, but I made it for you. And I went, well, it's too watery. And she went, all right, then fine, cunt face. That in front of the extreme. kids. It that was so extreme. extreme. It was yeah. so extreme did put, that did I didn't even find it, it funny. I just went, no wonder I don't fucking come round her as much as I used to. And then she yeah. just changed the subject. I don't know if she well, feels bad about it now. I hope she does, because I found it a bit upsetting, to be honest. It feels like she's upset that you don't come round as much, so she's called, resorted to calling you cunt face. But you're, <laughs> I, not, you're not going there. Because I'm not going back like there in a hurry. I don't, so I can, mate, I can be a, called cunt face at home. I don't need to fucking circle, trek over to her house to get called yeah. cunt face. I can walk down the street and have it shouted at me by strangers. <laughs> Within a couple of minutes, probably. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I don't need Speaking to go of, trek all the way around to my mum's. Speaking of calling us cunt face in public, we've got some live shows coming up soon. Tickets are on sale now. <laughs> Please don't uh, shout cunt face look, from the audience. Have a, look at, have a look at TFTM. What's it called? TFTimeMachine.com, the website? Yeah, yeah. It's on there and on the Twitter. And um, We're still waiting to confirm the Sheffield show. Uh, as with the last tour, each time there's one venue that goes quiet on us for some reason. And uh, 
the show never happens. This time it's looking like it's Sheffield, but whatever. Um, it's got to be somewhere, <clears throat> even if the place you're going for don't do it. Can't we just do a I boozer? Find somewhere. If, you, if you've got anyone's got a venue in Sheffield, Sheffield's that fucking people, full of venues. The old hundred people of two cunts just talking shit for a couple hours. Yeah, look, listen, uh, I've got a show we want to put on. What is it? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's just a pair of cunts who want to come and fuck around. We reckon we'll get about 50 there. Yeah. We're going to get some blokes gonna, over to look at us. There'll be a nature table as well, so there'll need room for that. Yeah, yeah have, you got insurance? have you got insurance for that sort of thing? Nature. Nate, have you got nature insurance? <laughs> no, it's, it's, you're all right. It's all, it's all dead stock. There's, there's no live stuff. <laughs> yeah, we've been very clear about that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to be discussing mussels. I don't know if that's... No, no, not the seafood. Mussels, you know, like your dad used to have. On your arms. Big, big mussels on your, on your arm, like Popeye. Yeah, it's only going to be about that. If you, I don't yeah. know. If you know anyone no. who's interested in that sort of thing, invite them down. No, it's, 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 they're actually back. Yeah, yeah, muscles are back. No, they're yeah. back in now, yeah. They're well back in. <laughs> yeah, the ladies so Fri- love them too. Ladies go nuts for them. Friday, we'll try and do a nuts. A nuts. Friday, we'll try and do a muscles update. That's uh, yeah. the culmination of muscles fortnight. Uh, either that or we might completely forget. Uh, I fucking love every year. The- I love muscles fortnight. <laughs> Get- it comes around quicker each year. It does. It? You know it's nearly Christmas when Muscles Fortnite comes along. <laughs> um, the Prediction League. Results bot just got one this week. That's good. Uh, I got four. You got two. Um, so that means you're on 17. I'm on 26. Results bot's on 31. A fucking so, results uh, bot is unbelievable. <clears throat> what a can. I'm not happy. I am not happy. Yeah. Have to be he's got, you know what it is? He's got clean. All these other years, he's is. come third, and now suddenly he's got yeah. clean. He's got this fucking energy bounce. Got all his circuits fucking cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it from this one. We'll be back throughout the week, and uh, don't forget, it's Muscle Friday. <laughs> so get, the week. get so your muscles ready, and if you've yeah. got any pictures of your muscly dad, send them in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much, and goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.